You're listening to 1881, powered by the American Hereford Association and part of the Hereford Network. Here's your host, Shane Bedwell. Welcome back to another episode of 1881. This is your host, Shane Bedwell, and uh, it's December time. Christmas is just around the corner, and uh, I hope everybody is doing well and uh, staying warm and uh, remembers the the whole reason for uh, this time of year is to gather and uh, celebrate uh, and be with one another and enjoy family time and uh, most of all uh, our Lord and Savior and uh, celebrate uh, the real reason for Christmas. And uh, we're certainly thankful for uh, everything, um, the blessings that we've had uh, throughout the year and our Hereford family and uh, the, the community. And uh, we look forward to another prosperous year here in January. But uh, this segment title is going to focus on a season of giving. And we've got a special guest with us, no stranger to uh, many of you in the breed. But before we get to that, I hope you've enjoyed uh, the annual meeting wrap-up and the synopsis that we've done covering the great educational forum that we had there in October during the annual meeting. It was certainly a highlight, and uh, so many of you uh, got to come to Kansas City and enjoy that. Uh, But for those that didn't, make sure that you uh, look back on the podcast and catch up on some of those great topics that were shared and uh, share those with those uh, that you uh, think might enjoy it. So, with that, our special guest here today is uh, Miss Amy Cowan. Welcome, Amy. Well, thanks, Shane. It's fun to be on 1881. I've sure enjoyed following your journey thus far with your podcast, and it's fun to be able to tell our um, Hereford You story. Absolutely. And so uh, this episode, we'll dive a little bit into Amy's background. She's been with the association for uh, quite a while, Amy. What? How? 20 years? 21 years? You know, I think it's getting close to 25 years. 25. If I did the math, not quite. But you got to be kidding me. It's getting close, yep. 25 years, folks. She's been uh, here in different capacities here at the American Hereford Association and um, done uh, the association a lot of good. And uh, Amy, so what's your official title here at the association? Well, I'm Director of Youth Activities and Foundation here for the American Hereford Association, and also the Hereford Youth Foundation of America. All righty. And um, background, let's let's give the listeners a little bit of background on Amy Cowan from Iowa. Yep. Grew up on a small um, family farm in northwest Iowa, Cherokee County. And um, from there, you know, I was typical 4-H'er, showed cattle, sheep, horses, did all that, and Made my way to SDSU, South Dakota State. Was there um, for five years, and since SDSU, I've I've been in Kansas City and at the American Hereford Association ever since. But I, you know, I attribute my time to South Dakota State. I got a lot of um, experience. I was on the judging team and helped manage their rodeo there. That's where I kind of got my event planning experience, and I attribute a lot of um, what I do today to my time spent at SDSU and. What I learned um, growing up on my family farm. Go Jackrabbits. 
A lot of good Hereford uh, history uh, there at South Dakota State. And uh, so from Jackrabbit Land straight to Hereford. Yeah, I did intern for a summer at the American Shorthorn Association. My family, I grew up with shorthorn cattle, and we raised some shorthorn and commercial um, cows. So that was kind of where I got my start in the breed association world and worked for a summer with Dr. Hunsley and Jeff Agater and learned a lot, went to their junior national that first summer and really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, that's what kind of got me started in the breed association world. Mm-hmm. And uh I think you were editor here for a little while at the association. Is that right? Yes, I have wore lots of different hats here at my time at the association. I started out working for the magazine, so mm-hmm. started out um, as a communication assistant. I think there was two of us hired at the time, and we worked on press releases. And at that time, it was still the photos came in from the field staff, and we'd get them developed and get them labeled and get them sent out, put them in the envelopes and labeled with the label on the back and sent to all the press. And that was kind of my first my first job and that was um in 1998 so a little bit after the merger time so there was a lot of a lot of transitions going on but I so I started in the magazine kind of worked my way up to editor of the Hereford World for a few years but always had involvement and enjoyed um you know the first summer I was here I went to um two junior nationals at the time we went to oh, um, wow yeah, we went to um, a horned one and a pulled one. So I think, yeah, my first one was, um, my first pulled junior national, I think, was Springfield, Illinois. Hmm. And um, I think that same year we were in Shadrid, Nebraska, if I remember right, with, with the horn side of things. So yeah, we got to we got to go to two events each summer. And that's where I really learned, you know, I got to meet so many people, the, you know, that first year they put a camera in my hand and I started, I took you know, 12 rolls of film of Candids and came back and got to help put together the magazine. And that's, that's where I met a lot of my friends that I still have today. And that's kind of where I developed a passion for what I'm doing. And it's been, it's been fun, but I have wore a lot of different hats. Like I say, I, um, always was involved with events, you know, shows and events, marketing, kind of after the after the magazine end of things. I helped um, on the association side with marketing, worked with um, national ad campaigns, selling sponsorships, and that kind of has now dovetailed into my, my current job as um, director of youth activities. So now I'm kind of bringing it all together with the event planning and working with the youth and fundraising and helping the foundation grow. Well, you know, in between that time, you know, you've you've built, uh, helped build the Junior National Hereford Expo into what it is. I mean, it's a monster event. Uh, happens each and every summer, and uh, you know, you Chris Stevens at the time, uh, you would have worked closely with Chris, and uh, you know, have kind of taken the reins uh, since his departure, and uh, continued to build upon you know, what he was able to do, uh, here. And it was just, a, it's caught storm and it continues to catch fire and storm. I mean, we did a episode this summer, uh, recapping the junior national and it's a, it's a great event. And so, you know, I think we as an association do owe you a lot of credit in terms of what you've been able to continue with and, uh, really make that into what I would say is a, must tend event can't miss right 
Yeah, it's been fun. You know, you talk about Chris Stevens. He, we worked together, obviously, but that first summer he would have been on the board. Oh, on wow. The, on the um, National Polled Junior Board. So, you know, it's just fun to see it all kind of come full circle. And now, you know, he's back home in Mississippi and his nephew's showing Herefords and he's very involved um, in the junior program just from, from a different um, side of the fence now and helping, you know, in the state of Mississippi as an advisor and different things. So it's just been fun. Um, Chris and I have stayed close through the years and it's just, I appreciate all he did to build this program. And I, I got to take it, um, from where he left it. And it's just been, been really, really fun to watch it grow and to see those families now, you know, those, those kids that went into the show ring for, you know, at the first junior nationals I went to they're now, you know, the next generation is, is showing and, you know, some of them are now getting to the point where they're going to be starting to win scholarships and stuff. So it's just been really neat to see how this um, Hereford Junior program has just been a part of the Hereford families for, for generations and will be for generations to come. And that's going to be thanks to the foundation that we've worked so hard to build. Well, you've done a great job, uh, obviously, with the junior program. And, uh, you know, you mentioned HIFA, you know, and what helps uh, fund the scholarships to the young people out there. And it's just been amazing, you know, of uh, where, you know, Chris would have kind of got the Hereford Youth Foundation started and it's incorporation as a, as a non-for-profit and uh, in the early 2000s. And you've continued right there and in, in those footsteps of building it and taking it to a whole nother level. I mean, uh, you know, the foundation did exist at, at some level prior to 2000, but, uh, you know, it's, it's really, uh, gained a lot of momentum and we're going to focus on some of the, 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 scholarships, but, you know, I think, uh, those early boards at the time that were part of this and really got behind it has helped build it in, into what it is today. And so let's talk about the Hereford Youth Foundation of America. Why does it exist? Yes, it has been a fun fun ride to be part of the Hereford Youth Foundation of America and watching it grow. You know, we've taken it now to close to um, five million dollars, so that's um, that's pretty exciting to to think. You know, in in two thousand, I think prior to two thousand, it was you know a. $218,000. And then, you know, they gave the awarded the first scholarships. And now to think that, um, you know, we've reached that $5 million mark and are giving giving out, you know, close to $200,000 of scholarships each year, plus all of the other education and leadership that we that we're able to do it's just been it's just been really neat you know as we reflect on those those early 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 years with the foundation and what chris and that board and those committees put together i think we can just be be pretty confident that um we are built on some pretty pretty strong pillars. I mean, they put some good policies in place as far as investments go. You know, when when investments are you know things are going well and the market's good, you don't you don't think about it as much. But in a year like we've had, you know, the last the last year with little downturn in the market, you know, you you do feel confident that those those beginning board members for the Hereford Youth Foundation took a lot of time and effort to make sure that the policies were in place that those, you know, those original gifts and the gifts that are being made now are, are going to last for perpetuity and, you know, will will benefit for generations to come. 
Certainly. And so there's kind of four main pillars, right, of HIFA. And, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about the mission of HIFA. Scholarship's one of them, and I think that's pretty obvious. And what you've been able to do um, in a ward, I'd, I'd hate to know how many youth have been impacted since the beginning uh, of those scholarships um, being formed. I know here at annual meeting, we had a scholarship luncheon, and you would have awarded how many dollars in scholarships right there? Yeah, this fall we did 165000 to 28, 28 junior members, and some of those are $10,000 scholarships. So that's that's pretty cool, and it's really, really making a difference. You know, scholarships been the 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 mainstay of the foundation. That's how it all started. You know, it started to, um, you know, help these kids um, fund their educations. And it's obviously grown, grown into more than just scholarships now. But that's that's where it started. And that's where that will be a big, big part of the foundation for forever. So a second pillar is leadership. And, um, you know, we've uh, seen many leaders come out of the junior program that are now breeders, you know, leaders in our agriculture field, leaders outside of the agricultural field. Um, but the dominance of Hereford youth now living agriculture way, making a big impact in different professions. I mean, it's pretty tremendous. And so I know you continue to evolve the leadership program, but let's talk a little bit about some of those highlights. Yes, we are are really proud of the leadership pillar and all that we've been able to do. You know, we've got um, generous donors like Bonnie and Rick, Coley Mailer. They help us um, bring the faces of leadership to fruition each summer, and that's that's been a really, really, really neat conference to be a part of and just see these these juniors that attend for the first time. You know, some of them are just you know, maybe just it's their first time off the farmer ranch and they come to that hotel and their eyes get pretty big when they walk into that room and see that group full of people. And by the time they leave, they've they've made a network that they're going to have for their lifetimes and, you know, hopefully really um, improved their personal skills and just develop their leadership skills that'll take them on to college and their careers. And, you know, I'm really, really proud of the of the youth that have came through this program that are now um, making a difference in this industry. I mean, you know, the American Hereford Association is a pretty cool example, and I share this a lot, a lot of times, but we've got Taylor Belmathini and Noah Benedict that are products of the NJHA that have came back to work from us, for us, and I think that really really tells a pretty neat story, and that's that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to build build these young people into the leaders and, you know, whatever career path they choose, we, we hope they're successful because of the foundation we've built for them. But if they can come back and work directly in our industry and directly in the Hereford breed, then it doesn't get much better than that, Shane. We're going to be just fine, right? Yep, we're going to be just fine. It looks pretty bright here. And then uh, another third pillar would be education. You know, and so all the contests at the Junior National Hereford Expo and the year-round education that you do through your newsletters and uh, different things going out, uh, you know, there's there's a lot involved with that. 
There is. And education has really grown in the last five to six years when you consider adding the NJHA Fedster shootout. And the fact that we've been able to now, you know, take all those contests that we do at Junior Nationals, which those are still very, very important and always will be. But now we've been able to expand that education component and really give these juniors some real world experience at the feedlot. They're able to take take calves they've raised or calves they've went out and purchased and put them on feed at HRC feeders. And it's just been, been pretty cool to be a part of that. And then, you know, we bring them to a field day in the spring and give them some hands-on experience. We had Cargill on hand last spring to help us with some fabrication and carcass cuts and consumer approach and different things like that. So that's one thing that we've really been able to expand the education pillar with, with the Fedster shootout, and we're proud of that. No doubt. Uh, you know, I've been at Hereford now for about seven, I don't know, seven years, I think, coming up on. And uh, I know it's not really education, but I uh, always heard about these three-on-three basketball tournaments at the Junior National Hereford Expo. And and you got rid of them my first year. It was like, yeah, we can't do it. And so it's really not uh, – <laughs> I know it wasn't education, but it was a contest or a competition. And, uh, you know, hey, it's it's gone now. But uh, seriously, you know, we had a great uh, podcast with Lee Mayo talking about the, the feed out, uh, the junior shootout. And, again, folks, uh, I hope I hope you've got your steers. You're making plans. Arrival dates right around the corner, and another must-tend event will be this field day in April, April 15th, yep, April 15th um, in Scott City, America. Can't miss event. Put it on your calendar, and I'll see you there. I'm going to go this year, so it's going to be exciting, and I know. So education, and then the fourth pillar, research, Right. And so let's talk about the research component of HIFA. You bet. Well, we were excited. I think in 2005 is when we added the research research component. That's when um, Jack Ward was um, in your position, Shane, and he um, saw a need to um, fund some projects um, at the association. And it just made sense at that time to, you know, we had the Hereford Youth Foundation already established and we work hard to do that. And it just made sense to run those research dollars through through the foundation. So I think that was in 2005 that, that they started that. And it's been, um, you know, there's been a lot of dollars come in to support um, all, you know, we talk about all of this research that's been done with the Olson project, with the reference sire project, and that's that's all um, kind of fun- funneled through the foundation, and they've had um, a lot of successful, we had a fun um, fundraiser for that um, when we had the genetic summit in, yeah. in Missouri, and that kind of kind of kick-started that that endowment and that research foundation that that year there in Springfield, Missouri. And from then, you know, they've they've had some real success and you've been involved now for how many years you, years did you say? Seven. Seven years. Yeah. You've been flying the research flag and I think we've done we've done some neat stuff. We've had some great gifts over time and it's just worked out well to be able to to run that money through there. And you know, you think about all the progress that not only the youth 
youth departments made and the youth programs, but just all the progress that the that the Hereford breed has made. And I mean, I think it's a sustainability story for the ages. So it just makes sense to have those sustainability research projects funneling through the Hereford Youth Foundation of America. No doubt. And uh, being able to have that extra flexibility, you know, uh, outside of the AHA budget to be able to conduct research and, uh, you know, a university approaches this and says, hey, you know, would you mind uh, sponsoring this uh, grant, signing with us on it, and uh, would you chip in a little bit? And, you know, when it's something that we really value and see a lot of interest in and and, uh, helpfulness to the breed, uh, we've been able to say yes more times than we've said no. And uh, having having that luxury to be able to do that, and I'd say also, Amy, is, uh, you know, each one of these four pillars kind of gives folks an opportunity to give to what they really have the most interest and, you know, the most passion for. You know, every one of these pillars, you know, Rick and Bonnie would be another prime example of, you know, they uh, are, are big in the, you know, the leadership aspect of it. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that you've kind of got lanes within Haifa and uh, kind of get in where you fit in type of deal. You do. And it does. It gives donors options. And I think that's um, that's really important when it comes to, you know, raising these kind of dollars and and putting this foundation under us. You know, you've you've gotten now with our new website and different um, electronic means, we can easily earmark where you're, where your donations going so you know if your passion's youth that's great but if your passion's research we'd we'd love to have you help and be a part of it and research is is a big pillar so we're we're excited to be able to offer the donors different options and and that's i think one thing you'll find on the website is wherever your passion is you know we can earmark it for that and we can we can be pretty transparent along the way with where which funds it's going into and you can mm-hmm. really see the difference it makes over time. So hopefully by now you've um, heard of the season of giving. Okay. And so that's uh, the um, fundraising effort that uh, Haifa is putting on here uh, the week of December 12th through the 16th, a season of giving. And I'm going to let Amy kind of share uh, the how it works and uh, what it's all about, and I think it is a fun activity. But you know, we've we've done several auctions in the past. You know, uh, whether it's uh, fun auction items uh, to share with family and friends, or it's uh, genetics um, through embryos or flushes or semen packages or whatever it may be for both enterprises, uh, research, um, youth. You know, and those have been really successful, and we certainly appreciate all the donors that have helped us out, uh, you know, supplying the genetics, supplying the lots, and also those buyers of that. But uh, Amy came and approached me this year, and she said, hey, what if we do something a little bit different? And I said, oh, you know, I'm not opposed to that. You know, different's good, and uh, I think it's a, a great idea, and we're pretty excited to to start this season of giving here the week of the 12th, December 12th through the 16th. So, Amy, tell the listeners about uh, what we have going on. 
For sure. We are very, very excited about our season of giving. And it's just like, just like you talk about basketball at the Junior National Hereford Expo, you just got to keep changing it up and making it fun. So that's a little bit like fundraising. Now we have cornhole for a cause and not a basketball tournament. That's so right. That's now right. instead of an online auction, we're going to have a season of giving and this is going to allow everybody to get involved. And we're, we're looking forward to it. You know, the the time is right. We we started out with this being a, a day for Haifa, one day for Haifa, and it kind of evolved and, you know, it was around the Christmas holiday and the holidays and Thanksgiving and the season. And so we just, it, it, it morphed into the season of giving and it's going to um, take place the week of the 12th through the 16th. So coming right up here in December and it's just going to be one week um, dedicated to growing growing our foundation and whether you want to support the pillar of scholarship research leadership education any gift helps raise the bar with this season of giving so we've been fortunate we um we kind of got our plan plan in place for how this would work and it's um it's kind of what what we've done is we've we've gotten some donors some gracious donors who have jumped up ahead of time and said, hey, I want to be a, be a part of, of this season of giving. And we sure appreciate all of their involvement. Prefert is um, one of those one of those donors, and that's one of our corporate partners. And Prefert has, um, you know, is supporting this financially. And also everyone that contributes throughout the week, um, online donation, whether we get a mailed mailed in check or an online donation, your name will be put in a hat to win that um, AHA branded shoot from Prefert. So, no way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the perks of making an online donation throughout the season of giving is your name will be put in a hat for the shoot. Sweet. So, um, you know, as we, as we think about that and certainly want to give a shout out to our uh, folks at Prefert uh, for doing that. Uh, those of you that were at the Junior National would have uh, taken notice of that shoot, and it's wrapped, it's fancy, it's good. But uh, so, you know, how does this this whole season of giving work? It's kind of a challenge, right? Yes, it is a challenge, okay. and it's whether you whether you envision it as a challenge or matching matching donations. But we've went out and we've got these donors that have contributed. X, X amount of dollars. So the first, um, and we've, we've gotten $50,000 contributed before, before the season of giving even starts. So, okay. so that first day when we start on that Monday, Monday morning, um, December 12th, every, every online donation we get will go to unlocking the first challenge. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be. $5,000 from Prefert. Yep. So the first 30 online donors will un unlock that first challenge. So once we hit, and I'm hoping by, you know, nine ten o'clock that morning, when we're unlocking that first challenge and have the first 30 online donors. So that's going to give us, in essence, the 5000 from Prefert and an additional 5000 from the online donors. Okay. So then we just are going to work our way throughout the day and, and the week that, that lies ahead and just just keep meeting those meeting those challenges. So there'll be the next one will be another five thousand dollar challenge, and then there's a ten thousand dollar, and a fifteen thousand, and a twenty, and that'll that'll get us throughout the week. And with each challenge, we need we need some more online donors to make it 
to make it all come together. So at the end of the day, if all goes well, and I know my Hereford family, like I know this Hereford family, we're going to raise $100,000, and I think we can do it. Well, I think we'll blow right past it. I hope so. That is my bold prediction. That is good for your research foundation. So, uh, you know, the more donors that we have, the more money gets unlocked, right? Yes. So, and that money cannot get unlocked. Unless we get the online donations. So, so, so it's pretty simple. So it's a competition. You as a donor, you give, and then you challenge 10 of your friends to give because you gave. And uh, the more the more that's donated, and there's really no set amount, right? Uh, no, it, any gift, any online gift. No gift is too big or too small. I just, I really want to stress that any, any gift helps unlock these challenges. We just, it's the number of gifts that we're, we're really after. And I hope yep. if, if, if it all, all comes together, like, like I think it will, we should have upwards of 500 online gifts mm-hmm. at, at the end and the, cha- and the challenge is met. So. Yep. It's going to be an exciting week. It's going to be a fun, fun week to follow along on our HIFA social media page, on our NJHA social media. Um, it's it's going to be fun to watch this all unfold. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you can, um, you know, have a $100,000 day for, for HIFA and our, our pillars of research and scholarship and leadership and education, it'll be a pretty good, pretty good season for us. Certainly. So, um, Take hold of uh, all the social media pages, outlets that we have. You'll be seeing more information uh, during, uh, you know, the next couple of weeks regarding uh, the season of giving. Hopefully now understand uh, kind of what it is and how it works. And so follow uh, on those social media pages. Uh, check uh, the, the website at HerefordYouthFoundation.org uh, out, and uh, you'll be able to see this challenge uh as it goes and, uh, you know, looking forward to it. So, um, appreciate you being on Amy and, uh, this is, uh, an exciting time for a breed and we're, we're looking forward to another great year in 2023 as we, as we go forward. But, uh, certainly want to wish everybody a, a Merry Christmas and enjoy your time with your family and, uh, take care out there. Okay. With that, we're signing off. Thanks for tuning in to the American Hereford Association's podcast, 1881, with host Shane Bedwell. For more information, visit Hereford.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.